And welcome back to another edition of the Podmen. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. Podmen Ron. And I'm Alex. Alex, join, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, we will go ahead and have to uh, excuse you uh, because you have a little bit of a cough. Nothing to be concerned about. No, 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 no. no, no. Of so, course not. Not in this day and age. A little cough means nothing. No. No, no, of course not. Fine. No quarantine for me. I'm all good. Just a little respiratory so, illness. So, so what are we discussing today? <laughs> wow, just jumping right to it. What is that? <laughs> no Pun man Ron has no time for your foolishness, he Brian. Has never been so on point. He's just ready oh, to you know, go. Just ready to go, man. All right, he's ready. <laughs> So excited. <laughs> Brian is speechless right now. <laughs> he can't even yeah, uh, All right. Well, let's, you know what? We're going to go. Let's cut the shit. Cut the shit. I, so I guess we're cutting the news segment. Should we? I know you want to keep we the in memoriam. No. What? No. I feel People like there's one story that's good. Okay. One let's go to the newsroom. Let's go to the newsroom. All right. Well, hey, hey, we we got no time for this. What's the news blast here, Brian? Yeah, just uh, the one that I thought was interesting was uh, Patty Jenkins is her uh, Rogue Squadron movie's been uh, delayed indefinitely. Oh, that's too bad. I mean, that uh, that was been going on for a while. It seemed like, right? Or yeah, I think in it got some sort of... right. I think it got announced at D twenty three last year, right before yeah. Wonder Woman eighty four came out. Yeah, and so well, I think it's because the Disney execs heard that the final battle of Rogue Squadron was going to be the the X Wings versus Wind. Uh, I heard that was the, the big culmination. <laughs> the X Wings versus Wind was the final battle, and wow. Disney was like, <laughs> "Yeah." So, uh, or my thought was they finally got around to watching Wonder Woman eighty four. So, Oof. but uh, but yeah, there's this whole thing going around about. Uh, <laughs> And, and, and some of it's a little bit, uh, you know, kind of like uh, tinfoil hat stuff, but uh, oh. about Chapik and Feige, there's a rift, and and this may kind of lead into the internals and, and may have something to do with uh, with uh, what's going on with you know, Scarlett Johansson and and, uh, and all the actors, and I guess Patty Jenkins at this point, but uh, that uh, Chapek and the Disney execs are pushing back on this new phase of of Marvel, um, where they're looking to you know push all the new characters, the more diverse characters, the you know here's the new Cap, here's the new Black Widow, here's the you know uh, here's Kamala Khan, here's here's all these characters that uh, didn't really land when their comic books launched. You know, a lot of these comic books, there's there's movies we're getting properties and TV shows on that comic books couldn't even make it. You know, eighteen issues, but we're getting a, a, a twelve uh, episode TV show. So there's rumors like there's that kind of conflict, and that might be why the the uh, some of those Marvel movies got pushed back that, ah, that have been okay. set to launch. Is that there? Uh, the, well, there was one about like Riri Williams uh, that um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is supposed to make a uh, an appearance in the Ironheart movie, uh, and uh, they pushed back like, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna sacrifice Robert Downey Jr. 
to prop up Riri Williams, Ironheart, whose book got canceled. Nobody cares about Ironheart. <laughs> Nobody wow. cares about Ironheart, really but, but they don't. I mean, Kevin Feige. So, so that's kind of the rumbling. Wait, 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 hold on, Kevin. You think Feige cares about it? Like Feige is pushing it? Yes, he's pushing okay, it. Okay, yeah, that's, I, I that's just wanted the, to see what fence. Yeah, that's the consensus is that Feige's pushing it, and Feige, Feige thinks he's bulletproof, and so he can do anything he wants, and he can move the move the the universe in this direction, and everybody will just be along for the ride. Uh, and that's that's the turmoil, whether it's with Chapek or not with Chapek or with Disney execs or what, but. I think some of the diminishing returns that we've already kind of seen uh, as we get into phase four and the stuff that's slated for the rest of phase four and, and teeing up for phase five, uh, it's not great. And I think, you know, even though the, the people are tuning in to watch the shows, uh, they realize that the quality is is uh, diminishing. So, so it's a little bit like our the listeners of our podcast. People, people tune in, but they realize the quality. Yeah, Podman Ron, what do you have to say? Well, I was just going to say the, the the problem is is no one really cares about these characters at all. I mean, no one wants to see uh, what's got slated. I mean, they've got they've got the Fantastic Four still up their sleeve, and it's like they really should have released yeah. that and really you know greenlit that really quick. Because you've got no, not only the Fantastic Four, but you've got all their villains and their allies, and there's just a whole universe just based on the Fantastic Four that they can introduce right. into this Phase Four, and uh, it would have been so much better than the garbage that's been trickling out. I mean, not not garbage, garbage. But, we'll get, we'll know, get to just, that. We'll get to that. Yeah, well, I mean, Shang-Chi <laughs> wasn't that bad. And, uh... <laughs> Here we go. All right, movie review time. Yeah, yeah well, good. just really quickly, like just to kind of stick that landing, Ironheart uh, launched in 2016. Uh, it was canceled in 20. I'm sorry, the 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 comic she debuted in 2016. Her comic started in 2018. It was canceled in 2019. It had well, uh, 12 issues. Well, the problem with Ironheart, I mean, it's a it's a good concept. Yeah, but, I mean, you cannot replace Iron Man with a fourth tier character. I mean, you, you just, it's not going to happen. You've got to build up the character. She hasn't been around that long and they were just, they're just trying to shove it down people's throats, you know, and it's just not working. I mean, you've got to let these characters grow a little bit before you start throwing them in TV shows well, and movies. I mean, yeah, I think, I think for a lot of characters like Ironheart and I think like visions, kids in the comic, like Viz and like even Sam Alexander, Nova, I think a lot of it's the Miles Morales effect of like Miles Morales is kind of just as soon as they kill Peter Parker, they're like, well, someone's got to be Spider-Man. And Byron Michael Bendis is like, well, let's just make a brand new character and say, fuck it. He's Spider-Man now. Yeah. And, but, and, no, well, that's not right worked, though. Brian Michael Bendis yeah, everybody loved him though. Everybody yeah, loved him. It worked there, but Marvel saw that and was like, oh, yeah. we could do that again. And so they tried it with Riri Williams. And while she's a likable character, it just doesn't work the same because it just feels like a same rehash concept. It is the same rehash. Going, yeah, and it doesn't. And, it, and Brian Michael Bendis writes the same thing over and over again every time yeah. he gets a book. So it's just one of those things that Marvel just—I don't know. But I saw a faith in the show. I'm not going to judge until I see it, but I'm not excited for it. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the point. Is like we're getting yeah. Thor. We're getting Thor again because Thor's like, yeah, I'll do it again. Right, and it's like uh, they didn't really court uh, um, Chris Evans, and they didn't really and, and Robert Downey Jr. They just kind of let him walk, like Feige right. just kind of let him walk. And I think that's some of the pushback now. It's like, uh, you know, who wants to see 
I like Sam Wilson. I like Sam Wilson as cap, but I would prefer to have Sam Wilson as cap with Steve Rogers still in the mix in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, they could do that whole Commander Rogers thing that they did before in the comic, and yeah, it would still have been a you know have him in this uh, shield uniform, and he would be like a Nick Fury and how they did in the comic book, and then have Sam Wilson be Captain America. I think that would that would still have Chris Evans in the mix, and uh, and you you would still have a Captain America with Sam Wilson. So I mean, I think that would play better. Kamala, what they've done. Kamala Khan's comic book lasted eleven issues. Yeah. I mean, but she's been around. Longer she's been around. Right? She's yeah. been in New Warriors, but yeah. like they, they, as a supporting character, she could not hold down her own. So if, right. if they're her debut series is only 11 oh, issues? 11 issues. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's a war so, That's what I'm saying. Like, like It's like if nobody's reading this stuff and they can't get you know beyond uh, 12 issues, how do you make a 10-episode a, a show out of it? Well, and, or be, season two? To be fair You're to right. Marvel, to be fair to Marvel, they did take already dying characters and yeah. resurrect them. I mean, no one was reading the Avengers or Iron Man or hell, fucking Captain America. But people knew who they were. I mean, I wasn't reading them, but I knew these characters. These new characters, I don't even know who they are. Yeah, that's right. fair. But, I mean, Marvel... Marvel. <clears throat> I've liked most of Phase 4, so I'm going to reserve my judgment. But oh, this is I a new know. Alex. I love this reserved judgment uh, Alex here. I oh, know. Let me ask you this, Alex, because you weren't on the last podcast for this. But yeah. so <clears throat> my thought was uh, they've also boxed themselves into a corner by killing so many of the villains, right? Yeah, that's another thing. Well, here's so so boxing himself into the corner from the standpoint of, well, even if you got Sam Wilson cap, wouldn't it be cool to see Sam go against Red Skull? Yeah. Right, like, like, so you've seen. Okay, you've seen how Steve beat him, and and now if you've got him, if you were heading towards Phase Four being Masters of Evil, and it's all right. the established villains versus the new Avengers, and you're like, they're going to get their ass kicked, <laughs> right? And yeah. then you get to see that. Then you actually get to see them step up in that movie, right? And and prove right. that they're coming out of the shadow of uh, Iron Man and Steve Rogers and Captain America yeah. and all that stuff. But no. They've killed all the villains, uh, uh, so many of the Marvel villains. Like, you don't get to see those rematches either. So now it's like we're getting second-tier heroes and third-tier villains. Because most so, of these yeah. characters, most of these properties have had two or three sequels. Right? That's so why they really needed to premiere the Fantastic Four and get all their villains into the mix and all that. Right. Well, and, and <laughs> I wonder there if the whole reason why they're not, they're pushing back Fantastic Four is... It's uh you know uh, uh the you know one it one well, could be boring. It's a family, you know. How do we do it? We've had two of these movies that didn't land, you know. That or just the standpoint of it's an older character. It's an old white dude in his right, family, right, right. like you know what I mean. Like That's it's an exactly. old white dude in his family. Yeah. Uh, do is you know uh, what is that? What what? Well, yeah, actually, they the could do the message could, like, does the that send? So the Incredibles was a huge hit for Disney and Pixar, right. and. Just do it like that. I mean, that was fun entertainment. I mean, I liked your idea, Brian, the way they should do it. Uh, that's a no-brainer. I don't know why they wouldn't do it like that. So, Yeah, well, I mean, it's all the, all the pieces are on the table, right? You know, you get yeah. the negative zone, the uh, the quantum realm, whatever you want to yeah, do. you've got everything that they can make them. Rediscu- you know, yeah, you find out rediscovered it first and, they, and, and got trapped in it in the 60s, and that's why – 
that's why he hasn't, you know, he hasn't interacted with uh, Hank Pym. He hasn't interacted with Tony Stark. You know, yep. you can you can do the whole, you know, um, uh, Forrest Gump thing and 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 work him in with a young Michael Douglas, and then just you like you can oh. also do the whole. So how naive they they would be, you know? Like I always thought, and this is you're, you're all gonna think this is insane, but. The, the Brady Bunch movie from the the nineties. You remember how they were all acted like they were in the those were great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you can act like these guys are. You know, they're just out of time. Just like Steve Rogers was out of time. You, these four would right. be out of time. You know, and there's so much entertainment. Well, and and you know, you can even do stuff like goofy stuff like the way Reed builds his machines. Yeah, right. yeah, because be he's kind of old, old, old school. Yeah, yeah like old school, yeah. like uh, kind of steampunkish, or you know. Well, that's why test, you could explain you know. the Fantastic Car. I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 He's all his ideas are, are, are a '60s aesthetic, right. you know. Well, so. well, Podman Ron, I know you wanted to keep keep things rolling Sorry. here, but I did want to ask this real quick. So, you know, where who else? If you take the Fox stuff off the uh, off the plate, so take Fantastic Four and X Men out of the picture for the mo- for right now, okay? Take all of the uh, uh, TV shows that are coming out, not a whole lot, but Moon Knight, She Hulk, those type things. Who else of interest does Marvel have that they could that they could I say mean, this is the this is the new Cap, this is the new Iron Man? Who else um, is there? Yikes! Yeah, you take uh, again. Take F Fantastic Four, X Men, Spider Man, all their little mini universes off the plate. I, I, I honestly do not know who else do you have. I mean, you could really dig. You got the defenders. Some, yeah, you could deep, dig deep and do uh, like the Squadron Supreme, where where they would be a rip off of the Justice League. And probably do the Justice League better than what DC ended up doing. Well, we'll talk about that in a second because um, they already tried that. Uh, well, I think part of this is going to tie into the post-credit scene of of Eternals, right? Ooh, but spoiler. if you've got, you know, uh, we've established Black Knight. Henry Cavill has said he wants to do Captain Britain, right? Oh, you yeah. could even bring yeah. in. You could you could uh, do alternate universe and bring in. You, Peggy Carter, Captain Carter. You could do any of that kind of stuff and yeah, almost make I it mean, like a British yeah. Avengers. Union Jack mm. would be cool, you know. Um, caliber, so yeah. Union they have Her- Hercules. Hercules. They could even be go back and yeah. do a Captain America and the Invaders back in World War Two. That took place during the whole filming of the the first Captain America, just behind the scenes do the do the original human torch that they never you know they just touched on okay you know you still got the uh it, you got namor still out there you know i mean he's still- with think about this with union jack um captain carter and, and captain britain's costumes it would be cool to have almost like a team with x-men type uniforms but it's all, all british, integrating like yeah. the british flag well that's called excalibur though you know oh, i know i know it's an x-men team but that would be a cool team to do you know, with that would be an Excalibur team, but I think there's some properties that would be still Marvel. But getting to Brian's point, it makes a good one that you know I think Feige is just blowing through all these really quick, and now we're getting down to third and fourth tier level yeah. heroes that they're just trying to pump up, and it's just not working. I mean, they don't have enough history behind them to do anything with but it's it's twofold you've got second tier heroes but like third and fourth tier villains because well, all of the you know captain america had four movies 
Yeah, but you know, I Iron Man had four movies. Second tier, I would call her a third tier. I mean, well, yeah, right, right. But like, I'm thinking about Sam. I'm thinking uh, about Sam. Sam's second tier, right? He's second tier. But who's he going to fight? Right? I mean, he, he isn't going to fight Red Skull. Injustice. Right? I mean, inequality. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, they. I did read right before the uh, before we started here that I don't even know where I read it or what the source was, uh, but Captain America Four is going to be a Rocky movie in the sense that cap is going to be the complete underdog the entire time so mm. uh so get your head around that you know he's he's new to the role and all that stuff so he's going to be up against a lot of uh a lot of uh internal struggles i guess I don't know. yeah but but against two like that that's right, the whole right. thing for me is it's like it's not going to be arnim zola it's not going to be red skull it's not i mean here's, it, a, here's another thing i mean just what what you said brad if you think back at the other Captain America movies, he was never like that. He didn't have internal struggles against <laughs> that's all this crap. No one wants to see that. That's no all superheroes see, do nowadays. Yeah, well, yeah, you don't want to see a sad sack superhero <laughs> struggling with the his idea. You know, no, you want to his see shrimp boat. He's yeah, trying to I keep mean, his shrimp boat afloat. <laughs> nobody wants to see that bullshit. I mean, you go to see him, you know, kick ass and be confident and all that, you know, and and a leader. You don't want to see oh. him all sad sack and everything. I mean, that's... Uh, he could be uh, fighting Tiger Shark. Tiger Shark could be attacking his <laughs> shrimp boat. <laughs> and that's his, that's his villain. I, think, uh, I understand that y'all just want kind of just action romps, but these are movies. Movies have to have character development. They have yeah. to have emotion behind them, or else you're not going to care, and then you're going to bitch about True. not caring. True. Yeah, but see, but, part of the problem, Alex, is that is the statement you just made. Is it's like, oh, this is a movie. We have to give it all this extra context. Yes, if it's good, if it serves the story, if it's interesting. But like stapling on his niece, his niece and nephew and sister he's never mentioned before, <laughs> giving him a shrimp boat. Like it's like, what the? What? He's never mentioned any of this shit before. Why, like, why, he was just keeping it to himself. Because yeah, why should I suddenly care about this? Like I don't what. Because he's a secondary character. Also, you have six hours of TV. You got to fill it out. Somehow. You got to just pad that shit out. <laughs> hey, all right. We got to keep moving. This is 20 minutes yeah, we've we talked go, about this. Guys. All right. Speaking of TV, real quick. Here we go. What's yeah. All right, I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah, go ahead and hit pause for uh, mute and everything yep. there for well, you. This, All right. This this would probably hurt Brian the most. This All right, hurt. Brian, what happened in the uh, in this week's In Memoriam? Yeah, uh, um, Harry Dean Stanton passed away. Poor and oddly no, enough, no, no, sorry, Dean, Brian, Dean Stockwell. I was Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> I watched. Uh, <laughs> did you watch Blue Velvet? So uh, no. I can't remember his name. I watched. Um, He's in uh, denial. <laughs> I watched Escape from New York earlier. And so, like, I was thinking Harry Dean Stanton and Dean I Stockwell. Will, I will have to say, when I put it on the group chat, and Brian's first words were, well, I thought he was already dead. And I so did. did I. I did. When I read that, I was like, didn't he die like five years ago? Yeah. So I think that's a, uh, a Mandela effect right that's there. That's a testimony to his, uh, his uh, libido. He kept going. He kept going. Yeah, I swear, I thought he was dead. I mean, the man looked too. like he was 65 in, in eight in, in the, when Quantum Leap was on. Yeah, so, unfortunately, he was our age right now. Which tells us what we look like. All right. Well, well here, let me let me. Uh, so, uh, great actor. I love Quantum Leap. He was also he in Dune, right? He played the Doctor in in Dune, nineteen eighty one, the uh, the traitor Doctor. Okay. But uh, 
uh, I watched, as I said, uh, Escape from uh, New York earlier today. And, That's a good movie. Uh, Ernest Borgnine was in it. Yeah. I had forgotten Ernest Borgnine was the cabbie. Barbeau. Yeah. Adrian Barbeau. <laughs> There's something weird. I, I want to mention that, too. But um, Ernest Borgnine's in it, and I'm like, this fucker looks <laughs> 70, and this is 1981. <laughs> Uh, is Ernest and Borgnine, Ernest Borgnine just died like five years ago. Okay, he was like ninety-five when he died, or something. Still, like though, I mean, in eighty-one, I mean, he must have been fifty, but he looked seventy. No, not a day under seventy handsome in this man. movie. Very handsome man. So, Very but uh, it's, uh, Brad, you'll you'll enjoy this. So I'm watching. I watched Escape uh, New <laughs> York, and New I York. realized uh, apparently, I don't know if John Carpenter. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, there had to have been uh, three ways with him, John Carpenter, Donald Pleasance, and Adrian Barbeau because he put him in every movie. Yeah, loved he was loved he was married to Adrian Barbeau, but why do you keep bringing in Don, Donald Pleasance for everything? <laughs> he was in like, I mean, obviously Halloween and uh, uh, Ghost of Mars. Was it? no, no, uh, oh shit. King oh, of Darkness, uh, Prince of Darkness, or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he loved Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance. I'm just assuming there was there was a, a, a there were a couple a, a triplet uh, I would, couple. I would think so. And uh, now that we're on a complete tangent here, uh, <laughs> my youngest son said he wants to be Donald Pleasance as uh, Doctor Loomis next year for Halloween. He started calling it because we watched all the Halloween movies, and he started calling them the Eggman. He's like, "That's what I want to go as next year is the Eggman." (laughs) So I'm like, "Okay, that's an easy costume. We can do that." All right, Uh, how about some movie reviews, Alex? Would that make you happy? Can you come off mute now? All right, we got a couple of great movies, great action-packed movies full of emotions here that we want to talk about. We want to talk about Dune and Marvel's The Eternals. I'll go ahead and go on record that I have watched Dune, uh, but it was two weeks ago and I kind of forgot it. But, (laughs) Brian, you're a big Dune fan. The books, the movies, you've already dropped name-dropped the first movie. Uh, so I know we look forward to hearing from you. Alex, you haven't had a chance to talk too much. I want to throw, toss it to you first for a Dune, uh, a Dune synopsis here. Can you give us a synopsis? A Dune synopsis. I haven't read the book or anything, so good. this is going to be really good. Uh, planet, aliens, uh, really rich people are trying to help planet from evil alien people Fucking who are trying people. to steal <laughs> the planet. Excellent. That is uh, it. Nailed uh, it. There's what? poor people that live on the planet, and the poor people are trying to get help by the rich people. Did yep. you watch the news? Same old story. Timothy Chalamet is like a witch kid. Yeah. It's 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 confusing and long, but kind of yeah. good. Let me and just I say, liked I liked it. All right. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, thanks. So you want to talk now? I didn't think it was your turn. Anyway, well, <laughs> oh, I no. watched the movie, so yes, I'd like to talk. I watched the movie. <laughs> it must be the I mads. watched the movie. I was just doing homework theory. Um, it was it was fine. I'm more excited for part two than this. <laughs> All right, that was. I mean, that is a sort of PMR review right there. That was fantastic. Uh, Podman Ron, tell us a little bit more about Dune. What was your experience like? 
here's my experience with Dune. Right? Now, Brian told me, gave me a heads up on it. And was like, <laughs> you know, you're really going to love this movie. So uh, he kind of gave me, he filled in some back. Okay. Gave you some it. cliff notes. And, uh, you know, he was like, you know, it's like Star Wars. It's like, you know, George Lucas stole from this. And <laughs> it, it's a little bit better than, you know, they explained the Jedi should be like this and all that. And Brian was right. But yep. here's the here's the situation with this. I feel like when me and Brian were in college together, uh, we had a class together, and uh, we had to do a, we had to do a report. We had One to do semester. A report. Hold on, I'm going to a point. We had to do a report, and uh, Brian did his, and I said, "Hey, hey, can I can I borrow yours for a little bit?" And, uh, what? Wait a minute. Are you, you know, talking about you and Brian, or you and me in high school? No, no, no. No, you did to me too. Oh, he did that to you too. So, so I borrowed Brian's report, but I jazzed it up a little bit. I you gave like it a little, a little flash. Picture. I gave it a little flash. I got nice. pictures with Very it. Very smart. Like, uh, yeah, a picture of a car and all this stuff with it. And clip I got art. Like an he a went and grabbed clip art. I got like an A plus, and Brian got like a B. Mm. No, I got a, I got an A, but he got an A plus. So yeah, so it was supposed to be this report where you were supposed to write. It was like on mileage or something like oil yeah, consumption and doing, mileage and stuff yeah. well hang on hang on hang there's on. a reason for it and so i mine mine was like three pages long and pmr his was like like one page <laughs> and so he <laughs> put in that clip art there, though, of man. like oil pumps mm. and like clip art of uh of uh yeah <laughs> the rigs and stuff and, yeah and, and we're not talking like like you know like a thumbnail picture it was like the picture was a third of the page. <laughs> and so he made this thing from like three quarters of a page to like five this pages. Was, this was 90s clip art, too. We're nice. not even talking like. Yeah. It would be like two sentences, giant picture of a car. <laughs> Caption three under sentences, it. oil drill. You know, and so he, he turns it in. He turns it in, and yeah, I got an A, and he got an A. Plus. Wow. And I was like, this right. fucker. Now, here's my point in this, Yes, in this story. It's like George Lucas took this very kind of boring story, and he added robots, and he added cool music, <laughs> yeah. and he added, like, cool spaceships, and it's the same story. But wow, George man. Lucas just flashed it up a little bit and made but Star Wars. But has sand, more sand. Yeah, Even more but, sand but, than Tatooine. But that's, like I said, it's the same story. But Dune is very boring and very dry. It's good in in a way like the story is interesting and you'd like to, to hear more about these characters, but really nothing goes on. I mean, it's a lot of talk and a lot of, you know, trying to get to the point of what's going on, kind of like what I'm doing now. Yeah. And uh, but George Lucas flashed it up a little bit. And that's why Star Wars was so successful. And that's why Dune needs to throw in a couple of robots in there. You know, they have a few yeah. robots, but not not cutesy ones. Like. Dune is definitely a part one. Yeah, it's a part one. Here's the thing: the, there's stuff that goes on. There's history to all this that that uh, gives it more context. But if you're but if you're just trying to like just oh I'm, I'm just trying to get to the next explosion, then you're going to miss out on uh, on some of the stuff, right? It's like watching Goodfellas versus versus The Godfather, right? I mean, Goodfellas or Casino, right? is more actiony than the godfather is but the godfather is the drama piece like it's the it's anyway yeah, i agree i agree so with uh, for people that that were new to dune didn't read the books essentially what happened is it's it's set uh like in the year 11,000 in a galaxy right? far far away like, 
Yeah, it's set 8,000 years from now, right? It's in our galaxy, oh. but it, it well, it starts in our galaxy. And we've, we've inhabited like hundreds of worlds. Uh, and so as we expanded into space, it was still an empire, but there were, because of you, you didn't have instant communication, you had all these different planets that, um, that eventually, even though it was an empire in name, it was all just these little fiefdoms, right? And so uh, then somebody invents basically Ansible communication, which is in um, uh, Ender's Game, where it's instant communication, right? And you saw the cocoon-looking thing that the ships were flying out of when they landed on Arrakis? That was a space bridge. Now, they didn't really spend much time explaining it, but that was a space bridge. But the guy that invented Ansible communication... They also invented the space bridge. So when that happened, the emperor, the empire, emperor, there was a like a thousand year war. The empire was able to like again put uh, put all of their planets back uh, in control, uh, head by, headed by one emperor. So the whole thing with the reason why the Harkonnens were taken off of Arrakis and the Atreides were put on Arrakis is because uh, the Atreides were becoming very popular with the other houses. And the fiefdoms, other governors of planets, right? They were in this in the Galactic Senate, right? It's not a Senate because it's an empire, but they were becoming very popular. And the emperor uh, saw House Atreides as a threat, so he he wanted the heart, but he also saw the Harkonnens as a threat because they controlled the spice, the spice trade on Arrakis. So he removed the Harkonnen from Arrakis, then put. Uh, the Atreides on Arrakis and basically pitted them against each other to thin out their their thin out the herds, thin out their armies, and make both houses weaker. He didn't care who won; both houses would be weaker and less of a threat to him. You don't see the emperor; the emperor is only alluded to in the movies, but that's like the context of everything that's happening. And they didn't really, they did not uh, explain that in some sort of exposition. Right, but I think some people probably missed that piece. It would have been great to have like some sort of scroll at oh. the beginning of it. <laughs> that would have been nice. I mean, well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That, a little bit of flash there, Brian. That's what we so needed. Did we here. like? Did we like the movie or did we not like the movie? All right, I let's love go. The movie. Yeah, loved it. He gives it a five out of five. Right. I do. I give it five wow. out of five. Wow, that's impressive. I, I would give I, it a three out of five. But I will see the. I will see the. I will watch it again, and uh, I will. And I will see the second one. So you know, I, <laughs> that sounds like a four to me. If you're going to rewatch like it, what are the rules again for the ratings? Okay, yeah, that is. Oh, God, you know what? I'll change it. I'll change <laughs> it. I'm going to say I will give it a four. Though. Okay, there you go. Look at that, Brian. I'm fighting for you. Look at that. Uh, I will give it a four as well. I enjoyed I it. I will also give it a four. Okay. There wow. you go. Look at I'd that. I'd probably give it a five if I paid more attention, but I can, I can give it a four just. Yeah. You, you need to watch it again, Alex, before it's off of HBO Max. I'll, I'll probably watch it again when the second one comes out. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, you may have to. Yeah, my biggest problem in it was uh, Timothy, Timothy Chamont or Chalet or Chamolet. whatever. Chamolet. Uh, I kind of got tired of looking at him. I'm sure that he's uh, hotting with all the girls and some of the guys out there. But well, he just actually, had that dead stare the entire he's, movie. And he's I, famous for spreading chlamydia around NYU's campus. Well, there you go. I mean, 
hey, who yeah. can resist that? I applaud him for that. Yeah. Uh, but the, the dead... chlamydia. Mm, chlamydia. <laughs> spicy chlamydia. Rub some spice on that, baby. You'll be okay. Uh, but yeah, his dead pen look the entire movie, which may be within character, uh, was kind of like, Ugh, I'm sick of this kid already. Get him out of here. Get him off screen. I think, I think my favorite character was the mom. Can't remember her name. Yeah, Lady, Lady Jessica. There's there's another cool thing that they didn't take the time to express, but it, but like I think this this gives texture to it. Unlike you know saying hey, uh, uh, Paul Atreides has a shrimp boat. Um, <laughs> the the whole thing with Lady Jessica was not married to Duke uh, uh, Leto Atreides, right? But the reason why why they never married is because she was a part of the Bene Gesserit, which they were the Jedi, right? But they're an all-female cast of Jedi, and they were put as advisors to these different houses, right? And so, uh, but in the universe, houses only marry to combine houses and and to create more strength, you know, like for their houses. Right. So all the marriages are marriages of... of, uh, Convenience. Arrangement. Arrangement, right? You know? And so the fact that that uh, that um, Leto did not marry Jessica meant he actually loved her. They actually fell in love, Aww. and so like that was the that was kind of like the whole thing. Uh, it's it's just kind of a cool wrinkle to it. The reason why he didn't marry her is because it meant more not to marry her and wow. and 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 not and not seek you know uh, and use his his authority to go uh, combine with some other. Uh, um, uh, kingdom, right? It, so, but yeah, that's just another kind of wrinkle to it all. Then the Bene Gesserit stuff is super cool. Anyway, Alex, I don't know, if, but uh, we talked about this on the last podcast. The uh, Lucas was going to call the Jedi Bene Jedi in in early scripts. Lucas <laughs> so. had a lot of just really original ideas, didn't he? <laughs> And we said this before, but when uh, when uh, Star Wars came out, they interviewed Frank Herbert, and he said, "Yeah, it's going to be really difficult not to sue George Lucas." Ouch! There's so many so many things he ripped off, Uh, except for the robots. Uh, You know, he didn't rip that. Nothing to rip off on there. Do robots Uh, appear in Dune later, Brian? No, no. Oh, uh, but that's geez. because of the Mintats, and this is something else they didn't they the didn't delve into. The no, Mintats, the Mintats, the guy that um, I forget his name, but uh, he was the uh, the second, or he was the advisor to um, Baron Harkonnen, the guy that played uh, um, Polka Dot Man, Polka Dot yeah. Man, right? Okay. He's a Mintat, and they're like living computers, and so their brains are like wet wired. Um, till uh, so they they like are com- droids. Yeah, so he's that's kind of your robot. That's kind of your robot. He was kind of the robot. It's just he's not metal. They wet wired his brain to where he is a computer. The Mintats are computers. So should have made him shiny. That's George Lucas, you son of a bitch. Somebody will see that. Uh, so overall, everybody. No, I did say that uh, again. Aside from some of the. Uh, very, uh, again, probably purposefully stilted acting, you know. It, it, it reminded me a lot of, like, uh, you know, Phantom Menace and stuff like that, where the lines are just delivered 
void of emotion almost in some cases, like Natalie Portman and and uh, the the prequels or something. Uh, so that kind of bothered me. Um, it, and, was, and just, it was definitely another thing. that's kind of funny, haha. Is uh, there was no humor in this whatsoever. I mean, there was right, no. It was like, very dry. Dry from the I desert. Mean, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, can I can I give you guys another like little tidbit? Oh, so. God. Again, this is kind of where Lucas ripped it off, right? The whole scene where Paul... You mean, I'm sorry, you mean Lucas improved it? Right? Well, yes. no. Where, where Paul has got his, has, has his hand in the box, right? right? And it's, he's like, what's in the box? It's pain, right? Um, that whole scene, again, it's kind of subtext, but it was, it's Anakin. It's, it's the whole thing with Anakin. It's when Anakin's in front of the Jedi Council. They're basically, she's testing Paul because they knew he was powerful, right? Right. And then there's the um, oh god, he's the chosen one. It's the Quizot crap. I'm losing, but I'm uh, forgetting the name. But but basically, the the Bene Gesserit bred only women because there was this this chosen one that was that was going to be a male that was going to have a you know incredible power over or have, right. like be an incredibly powerful Jez, Bene Gesserit. But uh, so Jessica shouldn't. They didn't want Jessica to have a son. She did. Um, and so they, they were testing him to see if he could control his emotions. That was the whole thing. His hand was in the box to see if he could control his emotions. Because if he couldn't control his emotions, she was going to have to kill him. Just like Anakin. So. But again, no robots. But no again, robots. yeah, no robots and no humor. Yeah, no, I, you know, the music was great. Cinematography was great. Uh, costumes were great. I liked all of the, the, the outfits and all that kind of stuff. Art direction. Uh, very quiet movie, so it was a little bit hard to uh, to pay attention to if you weren't if you didn't you know bathe yourself in the books as Brian did. <laughs> yes, I loved it. I loved it. Obviously, obviously, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, yeah, it took me a couple of times to get actually get through it. But I, I, all that being said, is I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'll, I'm, I will rewatch it again if I have extra three hours to waste. Uh, all right, Alex. Anything else you want to talk about Dune to try to tell Brian that he's wrong? No, no, not worth it. You want to save it up for the next one? <laughs> I think. I mean, it's a fine movie, and I probably will really love it if I watch it again. But I also think probably watching it at home wasn't the best idea. It probably does need to be seen in theaters. It's fine. But it's fine. I'll just. I'm sure they'll do one of those double features. When the second one comes out. Yeah, Alex, you need to see it in a theater. If yeah, if you can, yeah. like like the scope of it on a on a giant screen is pretty cool. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll and see. Before we leave, real quick, Brian, since you are the Dune fan here, how did it compare to the nineteen eighties uh, movie? Oh, infinitely better. I mean, the nineteen eighties movie looked like a, a Doctor Who episode, you know, compared to this, <laughs> right? So. But that, that's sign of the time. It felt like it was, and I think I may have told you, it felt like it was the same story, which sounds stupid, but it's like it almost seemed like it was a shot-by-shot remake. Yeah, as the beats to, were. Yeah, as opposed to, you know, whatever it is. But, you well, know, you, 30 years later, here's a here's a, re- a redo of the movie. We're not doing a shot, but, you know, there's things that were like, oh, my God, this was not in the first movie. I didn't feel like that. there was too many of those things in there. Yeah, I mean, you didn't have the battle scenes. I mean, it, it was alluded to, right. you know, but it was like the running down a hallway, 
you know, like, uh, right. but you didn't see, you know, like carpet bombing, you know, a spaceport, that right. kind of stuff, right? But, uh, but yeah, it was uh, the the '80s movie. You had more of Baron Harkonnen in it, yeah. But it it wasn't. This is this is half of the first book. Yeah, yeah, I got you. So, so you had, yeah. I mean, if you if you look at like the if you take half of what was done in the 1984 movie or three movie, whenever it came out, like it, it, it's, uh, you, well, you know, the Gurney Halleck lives, right? Cause Gurney Halleck was, pre- was Patrick Stewart. Oh, okay. so, yeah. so Gurney, you know, so, um, you'll have Gurney Halleck come back who was, uh, a, a Thanos, uh, Josh Brolin, Josh Brolin, James Brolin, Josh Brolin, what you want? Josh Brolin. <laughs> So Josh Brolin's coming back, although Duncan Idaho is not. So, wow! Spoiler alert there. All right. Well, good. Well, I'm glad we got. We're off to a great uh, start here with uh, our movie reviews. Uh, now let's turn our attention our attention to the Eternals, another space uh, opera. Can I call? Can we it play that the memoriam music? Oh yeah. No. <laughs> uh, no. I mean the. Two very cinematic space <laughs> operatic movies. Um, at, you know, Alex, I want to. <laughs> I, I want to toss it to you again. Uh, okay. And can you give us a better synopsis of the Eternals? I can. So the Eternals <laughs> are placed on Earth about seven thousand years ago. Wow! Like at the at the dawn of humanity, and they've lived on Earth. That whole time, they they barely have interfered, but they've kind of interfered. But it's okay; we don't worry about that part. Uh, and they're placed on Earth to defend it against the Deviants. That's their order by Arishim. But in the year 2023, where this is set, the Deviants are back, but there's some confusion, and they're We're killing back. Celestials. And they're killing uh, Eternals, but there's some confusion about what's going on. Why are they back? How are they back? What's what's going on on the Earth, man? And yeah, that's that's the eternal. That's pretty much it. Excellent. Uh, See, I would have I would have said <laughs> Earth is an egg. It's it's really if you want to know the the most blunt version, the Eternals is a movie about abortion. Um, that's really what? the the whole. Wow. Yeah. It's a movie. Oh, it's, it's not a, just about that. <laughs> it's about a, it's a, so you're a, saying a, the Eternals is an abortion of a movie? Mm. No, Eternals is a movie about. Uh, the There's an a- analogy. Abortion. Okay, <laughs> it kind of is. It kind of is, right? It's I mean, a metaphor for abortion. If yeah. if if, uh, <laughs> if a woman's going to have a child, but but might not survive childbirth, is it okay to abort the birth? That's essentially. Yeah, you're right, Alex. That's essentially wow. this essentially, movie. That's essentially the the overarching plot. Uh, that's the moral uh, plot. <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> uh, Podman Ron, did you go that deep into the Eternals? No, I did not. Were, or were you just sitting there with your your hot coffee and popcorn, saying, "Let's where's the action?" I, well, I say where's the car chase. Joke. I don't really. Where's the car chase? Where's the explosion? As a moral confounding statement. Uh, yeah, never mind. Shut up now. I don't know, uh, Alex. You should have waited for the Nyquil till after the podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> my bad. Uh, Podman Ryan. I mean, I don't know what these two knuckleheads are uh, talking about. I would. I have not seen it. I would have loved to have seen it if someone would have invited me. But oh, fuck you, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck. You. <laughs> fuck. 
I have never seen Podman Ron, a grown man, beg so hard just trying to get me to go see this movie Jesus that Christ. I had no desire to see. I mean, well, he kept trying to use my kids and everything. I mean, he pulled yeah, out man, all the I stops. Was, I was trying to use death, and you, know, <laughs> yeah, you did. You, you actually said left on this earth. I and, mean, that which is yeah, uh, I was pulling it all out. It was the wrong argument. You basically were saying that Brad, you don't know when you're going to die. You need to live your life to the fullest. And, and you, you could and, die during this movie. And, and to do so, you should probably go see this two-and-a-half-hour movie with me. As opposed to spend time with your family. You see your family all the time. Jesus Christ. Anyway. Uh, yeah, anyway. I, fuck your family. I, I, don't see it, Turtle. I had no desire to see it. I don't, I'm hoping by the end of this review... I will have a desire to see it when it's free on Disney+. Plus. I'll give you, I'll give you Here, one. I hope nothing I say <laughs> convinces you to see this film. <laughs> okay. I, w- I want to hear from PMR real quick. Okay, the the bad things about this movie. All right. <laughs> the start, the middle, <laughs> the end. The post-credit no, scenes? No, it's not at bad as you think it is um <laughs> it's worse <laughs> the, uh, this, yeah the strangely enough is, this is how you started the shang chi review now now the, the problem is this five like out of five. All the characters like the, there's four women in this movie i believe oh here we go <laughs> this is not looking good <laughs> all right well, <laughs> well they're all the same cut out real quick hold on a minute y'all y'all Let's they listen. Say chicks. Let, let's they, let them talk. Give them some credit. Let's let them talk. They're all the same character. They don't. There's no distinction in their personality. It's just weird. I, because in the comic book, like Cersei, I like this lady that played Cersei, but in the comic book, not enough to learn her name. Uh, Gemma something or another. Okay, Gemma Gemma. Uh, Gemma Chang. Anyway, Chan Chang would be very racist. Of course do it that. would be. Of course it would be. Well, she's Did you learn anything from watching the Eternals PMR? <laughs> Come on, Chang. Anyway, the problem is, is they're all the same. I mean, Cersei in the comic books is like a party animal. She's like, you know, she has fun. She's very, you know, she's been on Earth all these years and she's just enjoyed her experience. And she's like, she's a slut. Has a, oh, well, no, she has a. Is this where the a, abortion comes in? She has a just a, a very uh, wild attitude, you know. In this movie, <laughs> she's a girl gone wild. She's a girl, girl, girl gone wild. God but in this wild. movie, she they all play the same. I mean, yeah. everybody is just kind of no personality. The whole yeah, none. Hmm. And the guys are about the same uh, thing too. I mean, they're they're all the same. It's just there's just no. The only one that shows any type of different personality is. Uh, Kingo, I mean that's that's the only one that has any type of personality to him. So, so and his, real... and his little uh, and his little sh- ballet chauffeur who's with the team, that's it. The rest of them are just like kind of flat. No, no. And that's a, and that's this and that's why a James Gunn movie when he does a team up movie and he puts all the different personalities and they play off of each other's personality. <laughs> that's why it's much more successful than this where. Uh-huh. They couldn't play off each other's personality because they all had the same fucking personality. So when you have a little dinner a scene solo. like they did, yeah, they it all it, it seemed forced. It just didn't seem funny because it was just kind of blah. So um, so real quick, I it, we did jump into this, and I meant to do. I, I would ask Brian to do a little uh, 
uh, get us up to speed here, but I'm afraid Brian would give us too much information. So, Podman Ryan, can you give us a little bit of background of in the comic books, who the hell are the Eternals, and uh, why should we care about them? You should not care about them, and I don't fucking know, because I never read the book. Oh, God. It's basically, Brian is saying it's a rip-off of the New Gods, and it's it basically right. I mean, it's a rip-off of the New Gods. It's kind of a rip-off of the Inhumans. I mean, it was just Jack Kirby coming over from D.C. Uh, with the idea of the New Gods that because he quit DC and came back over to Marvel and he came up with the Eternals, which was just patented after the new gods, which he created over at DC. So, 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 um, and, and so Alex, these are, these are uh, fair enough to call them. They're, they're part of the whole space kind of thing of, I mean, these are not the superheroes. Okay. No. Co- they're cosmic heroes. There's cause they're cosmic heroes. And to, to the, how they were created and stuff, it was basically, it is that that uh, Jack Kirby went over to DC and created the New Gods. New Gods only lasted like six issues before it was canceled. That's and not true. I, no, it wasn't many. Like uh, he pulled a Miss Marvel on you. Orion, uh, um, Mister Miracle, they all went like thirty plus issues. Really? Uh, Forever People, I think, went 18 issues. Well, well, let me, let, let, let me kind of cut it short. I mean, so maybe to what your kind of point here, Brian, is that Dark, New Guys, Dark Side, Orion, Mr. Miracle, those, those are still kind of part of the DC pantheon. Has Eternals been a part of the Marvel pantheon no. since the 1970s when Jack Kirby created them? I mean, you know what I mean? Neil Gaiman... Neil Gaiman in like 2006, 2007 did a did a New Gods um, miniseries. Eternals that, miniseries. I'm sorry, uh, Eternals <laughs> miniseries that they pulled this out, pulled a lot of this out of with okay. the Celestials and everything. Um, and so a lot of this, a lot of this is more the Neil Gaiman story than it really is any of the Jack Kirby stuff. So yeah. just I, I will say, there. you know. They used bits and pieces of the Eternals back in the '90s with the Avengers, like like I was talking about Cersei. That's why I was so familiar with her because she was in the, a '90s run of the Avengers ah, you know, okay. for about three or four years, and that's actually where Black Knight and her romance they took that from is that '90s uh, Avengers storyline uh, because there was like a uh, love triangle between Cersei. The Black Knight and Crystal from the Inhumans. You had a, like a love triangle. So I mean, he loves a woman with a stripe in her hair. Absolutely, so, <laughs> absolutely. So Eternals kind of was in in and out of the Avengers during the nineties because of Cersei was prominent in the Avengers all basically all during the nineties. She was, but then after you know the start of the two thousand and the New Year Avengers came about, she hasn't really been in. The Avengers comics gotcha. and forever. So, so again, these are these are uh, I don't know what tier uh, <laughs> heroes, uh, but but again, as we talked about at the top, I mean, these are unknown to uh, unknown to movie audiences, and for the most part, probably unknown to comic book audiences. So, right. So again, why did why Marvel chose to do these? You know, maybe will be revealed in a larger plan at a later time. We, we well, don't know. Uh, one of the reasons, I, one of the reasons I kind of like this movie. I mean, I, I thought the story was decent. I liked the the storyline was good. The plot was pretty good, in my opinion. I, it just was kind of slow there, 
um, the celestial designs were cool. But what I really liked was you introduced 10 characters and even though they were kind of boring, you know, by the end, you know, you had three go in one direction, three go in another direction. And, and it's kind of a way to populate the Marvel universe with superpowered beings, you know, that, you know, you can have one or two join the guardians and have another one join the Avengers. And you, you know, you don't have to keep them as eternals all the time in a movie, you know, they're going to, they're going to show up in all these other series. And that's, I think that's what Marvel is just trying to do is <laughs> and slow down the pacing in those of, movies. Well, yeah. yeah they just trying to introduce a bunch of superheroes. And gotcha. One big, but shot. It's, uh, they're introducing a bunch of like stale superheroes. Like, well, that's why they needed to pump, punch them up. I mean, the personalities, just something needed to be done. I mean, so, the powers weren't bad. I, I thought they had decent powers, but, you know, they were just personality come around to me, right? <laughs> yes. So I was, I was going to say, Brian, so personality-wise, these guys are as dry as a dune desert. But was there some spiciness in their powers? Like, did they they all had different powers? Each person represented a different emotion or feeling or power or something like I mean, that? They had different powers, but, I mean, they they didn't really even get into, like, defining what their powers were. I mean, if you're watching this movie, what's what's Icarus's powers? He can fly and He's shoot laser fly beams. And shoot laser beams, yeah. From his eyes. But is he yeah. impervious? No. I don't know. Is he super He's, strong? I don't know. What's Cersei's powers? She's can. They show, well, they show, they show, they show a lot. lot. They show that. Yeah, they show. Yeah, that she can. Uh, Icarus uh, is not invulnerable in the yeah, first five minutes. She can re. She can rearrange matter, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, Gilgamesh has like a, has a power glove, right? Gilgamesh? I mean, no. He's super strong. Yeah, he's super no. strong. Gilgamesh is. He's super strong. Well, he's super, but but. It just, no, Kingo can hands. shoot. Uh, can shoot stuff, lasers from his fingers. Right. Right, so like, blast from a, from a Sprite is super fast. Not uh, Sprite's not, not super fast. Not, Makari is super fast. What's Sprite's powers? She can tell a good story. No, she can do illusions. She does illusions. Mm. She's like Loki. So, uh, yeah, yeah, they've got See, powers. Got more, uh, yeah, yeah, they got I, powers. I could tell you every single one of their powers. Very simple. It's What's Ajax's powers? Ajax's powers. She can heal people. Yeah. Wow, they, they got it. You're they talking into the two the biggest Eternal fans, bro. No, I mean, it wasn't, oh, I, I guess uh, the powers weren't impressive to me. But. Right. Cool. Well, or, or, or were they... Or, Superman flies. Well, let me ask you this. Were they, did these, did these characters kind of more or less appear on screen and they had their power? It sounds like maybe there was no sto- uh, character arc. In, is that a well, fair statement or no? Can I can I yeah, feel this? Yeah. All right. So so here's uh, I hated this movie like <laughs> Let me with it. a a passion. Wow. I hated this movie. I couldn't tell. So it's <laughs> uh, they took the the lamest plot device to tell this story. One, they gave us boring ass characters and then kept doing flashbacks. So it's like exposition. Establish a character that doesn't have much personality. Now let's flash back to a week ago or 200 years ago or whatever and explain some backstory of this character that you didn't care about to begin with because they're they're like watching grass grow. Yeah, they're boring yeah, as hell. They're boring as hell. So now now let's let's hit, let's watch them talk 
and then do a flashback to shit that happened 200 years ago that you don't care about any of these characters. So it's like, so it's an 80s bottle episode flashing back to, to shit that you don't care about that that happened to people you don't care about yeah, for two really, hours. The flashbacks for, just didn't do much for me. I mean, they, they were just kind of like, okay, that... And it was two it, hours of that. It was yeah. two hours of that. It was the, it was the, uh, you know, the joke in Spi- uh, um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse where it's like one more time and they go back right. and they tell everybody's origin story, but it's funny, right? It's, they do it as a plot device, but it's a joke too. That's what this did. But, in, but they're like, oh, see, this is how we tell the story. No, this, this fucking sucks. <clears throat> but yeah, so, so like, so it's like every they, time. Did they come into their powers or they're just, boom, here's Cersei and here's what, her powers? So, Right. So then then you get into why are they here, right? Okay. Why are they here? Because Earth is an egg that that is going to hatch and a celestial is going to pop out. Okay. And they're essentially here to make sure nobody fucks with the egg. That's okay. it. All right. They're here to sit on the egg and make sure it hatches. That's yeah. that's their whole purpose, right? So uh, then you get into what well, do we get into the like? Do we want to move on to something else before I <laughs> before I before you before jab you, the knife further? I, I don't know, Alex. No, I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's that need bad. To talk. I mean, to you, Mark. <laughs> so what now? I don't need to talk. You can just keep going. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that I, I agree. I, I I totally agree that the the characters are boring. But I mean, I've had a five. You know, I don't think the movie was terrible. I mean, I liked it better than Black Widow. I liked it better. I mean, I could but, watch this again and not Black Widow. I've been suffering through Black Widow again. The narrative, I guess, the first my first strike is the narrative narrative device they chose to, to tell the story was just stupid. And then they gave us boring-ass characters, which made the narrative device even worse, right? So you had two hours of sitting through this shit where it just keeps flashing back. Let's talk for tw- for ten minutes. Let's flash back for eight. Let's talk for ten minutes. Let's flash back for eight. You had that for two hours going on. Yeah. Where Not shit- really. You had it for like half the half the movie. It was like maybe the first act and like half of the second, and then they just went. No, because you still had the flashback about what happened to Ajax. Yeah, you yeah. had the flashback about that's like, like two so minutes. That's like two minutes. It's long. like it, you didn't watch <laughs> Lost, Alex. You didn't watch Lost, but but basically you had Lost where they were flashing back to, to the two right, days before right. they got on the plane, and then you had them flashing back to five years before they got on the plane. Then you had them flashing forward. You know, nobody gives a shit about any of this. Like, tell a story <laughs> and give me a character I actually care about. Like, uh, hey, you don't care about this character, but let's tell you how they got here. I don't well, fucking care. Well, Alex, you obviously cared a little bit about the characters, right? I like the movie. I like it a good amount, actually. <laughs> the more Brian talks, about. I like it better. Amen. No, no, I, I remember I saw it Thursday night, and I was like, my expectations were very low. <clears throat> got a forty-something Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, all right, here's the disaster. And I came out of it. I went, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> okay, so so <laughs> tell me, as an impartial uh, non-viewer of the movie uh, why what what's what are some of the good things about it help me out here because uh brian is not giving me any hope for it and the more he talks it feels like he's going to be swinging podman ron his way pretty soon but i'm the one doing you a favor brad okay (laughs) all right do me a disservice alex sell me on this movie okay i'll start from i'll start with the negatives 
I don't. I think the movie needs an edit in Act One. I think the edit is poor. I think they should have just started with all the flashbacks and then cut to modern day. It makes no sense and it drags the pacing down in terms of getting our characters and in, like involved in the story. Yeah. The issue number right. two. The issue number two is that I really like the way this movie is shot and I think it's really beautiful and I think it's really pretty, but it's also nuanced and relaxed and very cold. Like it's trying to reflect something within our characters who are kind of cold. Problem with that is when you have a cold cinematography and all that, is you leave your characters, and, and if you have a script that kind of reflects that, you leave your characters kind of cold. Now, while I appreciated the characters and I saw them as kind of nuanced and kind of cool to watch, and I enjoyed most of their their banter and stuff, I could see a reality in which people saw them and were like, they're very uninteresting and very boring. So in my opinion, the script kind of needed a little bit of a boost in terms of maybe not necessarily humor, but their dialogue needed to be a little more punchier and a little less glary, starey, dramatic stuff. It works for me. It doesn't work for everybody. So those are my issues. In terms of the movies, okay, fine. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I want to add something to your point. Like, I, like, I I got an example that'll 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 underline your point. It's like she makes. There's these beautiful backdrops, this beautiful cinematography. I don't, I don't dispute that. But when you put two characters in front of that the, that beautiful cinematography and they're boring as hell, it 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 you it, there's a disparity there that you pick up. So it's, yeah. it's almost like if you took it, uh, Starry Night the painting and then drew Waldo in it. Yeah, you know it's like it's, <laughs> you've got this beautiful landscape and then these two people that you couldn't care less about talking in front of it. But yeah. go ahead, sorry. Uh, I mean, you're. I mean, all right. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, Alex, you're right. I, that's a good point. You should have, you know, right, they like should have got. Now. They should have gotten out of all the the boring, you know. Uh, well, go ahead. Okay, the movie doesn't necessarily have to be boring. It's just edited poorly. Now, yes. and the script is not great. But where I do five think, in my opinion, where I do like this movie is that. For the first time, I think the MCU is trying something a little bit new, okay. a little bit more grounded, a little more nuanced. I appreciate its characters. Not all of them appealed to me. I think actually my least favorite was everyone's favorite in Kingdo, which is Kumail Nanjiani's character, because I just thought he didn't really add anything, and he just kind of was wasted jokes, and I didn't really like it all that much. But for me, I found them I found the more grounded nature of who they were and the more moral gray area in which they lied as heroes, kind of heroes, quote unquote. I found that really interesting and compelling. I like that this movie was able to say, well, I don't know who's right. I like that aspect of it. I like that conversation. And I, I liked that our characters really struggled with that. Now, does it get a little poor in their concepts? Yeah, it's not executed well. The movie's trying to do way too much at a very small amount of time. Only two hours is not enough to delve into all these concepts. But I think the movie does execute what it tries to do pretty well. It's not perfect by any means. And I wouldn't say it's one of Marvel's best movies, but it's trying something new, and it's trying a new type of character format that the MCU hasn't done before. It's not trying a quippy, generic oh, this person's meant to be this person, blah, 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 movie. It's trying to show moral great characters who don't necessarily know where they stand in this world. They're trying to learn humanity. and What's their place in humanity? They've been here like 7,000 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They're slow learners. (laughs) (laughs) But to me, 
the most fascinating character in my mind was Druid because Druid is this guy who's like, I should just fucking control humans because they're fucking stupid and I hate them. And I thought, I was- but he doesn't. See, that's the thing. He doesn't. And so, like, Druid... He makes, like, a whole little commune because he's like, well, I can't control everybody. I'm not that evil because Marvel's not going to go that far. But he controls the commune, and it's really interesting to see a really terrible thing being done. These people are literally being held hostage. But Druid's like, this is what I think is right. This is what I think is just. This is what I think they deserve. And it's like, that's a new kind of theme we have going on. And while there's not enough time going on, like, there's not enough time to develop all of that. What they do introduce and what they can evolve in with a sequel is pretty interesting. Kind of like Dune. I think this sets up a really great sequel. But I don't think necessarily this is the best start. I think this is a lot of expository stuff and kind of dull. And the script isn't that great. But what it introduces is a plot that's really, really cool. And I really enjoy it. Now I'm done. <clears throat> all right. Wow. All right. And uh, we know. More to say. <laughs> <laughs> I would like a rebuttal. I would like time for a rebuttal. Uh, so, and one thing I did want to hit on, Alex, is that you were you were one of the few that were excited by the trailer and Chloe Zhao and saying that, yeah, this looks like a beautiful movie. So you still stand by that, right? It's still a very beautifully made movie. I think it's one of the most gorgeous Marvel movies they've ever put out. I think all the every shot was really beautifully laid out. I just think it's a really visually and the score I really like. I think it's just a good looking and sounded movie. That's my my editing pacing wise. Maybe not so much. Is that what I hear? Yeah, Editing and pacing. It's just not editing in the script. Just wasn't, it wasn't on par, but I think that's really only in the first and a little bit of the second act. As soon as the flashbacks dwell down in terms of the 200 year time jumps and stuff, (laughs) I think once the movie finds its actual just plot instead of expository shit, it's really good. But before that, that first act's really bad. It's shitty. It's fucking terrible. Five out of five. But five out of five. <laughs> yeah, five out of five. <laughs> so, uh, so let me help me out here. If so, uh, either uh, PMR or Brian, how does this tie in with the Marvel universe? I, I mean, everything you've said so far seems like they're standalone people that no, again, no one, the audience doesn't know them. Seems like their characters are boring enough. We shouldn't care for them. How does it fit into everything to where maybe there's a glimmer of hope here? They reference Thanos. Ah, that's it. That's about it. Uh, well, we, I, in one of the trailers or something like that, we did see a wooden Captain America shield or something like that. Do I? I that was only in the trailer. It never happened in the, oh, really? uh, in the movie. Yeah. Wow. Well, they do say something to the effect of like one of the characters says something like, you know, I used to know Thor when he was a. A, a baby and now he won't even return my calls okay you know so they they make little r- references like that but but that's about you it. know that's about it i mean okay one of the th- one of the big plot holes I, I i feel that that the whole thanos thing mentioning him was the fact that part of this egg thing that they were doing the the celestial which is growing within the earth and is is he, that is that really happening, or is that just something that they were told? Lies they were told. No, no it, really it starts happening. to crack. The earth oh, starts, starts to, the egg starts to crack. Wow. Okay. So, so, all right. so anyway, this celestial, what what happens is it feeds on the life force of humans on the earth. So these deviants ah. were sent to Earth to tackle all the stuff that would be a threat 
to humans way back when. Well, then the deviants started feeding on the humans. So that's when they send the Eternals to defeat the deviants. So Earth no, could populate. Yeah, that's that's not quite right. The the deviants <laughs> were there. It was they they told about apex predators, and so they were worried about an apex predator. Right. growing on Earth and becoming a threat to the Celestial. So they put their own apex predator on Earth. But it okay. wasn't there to protect humans. It was there to make sure humans didn't get to a point where they became a threat to the Celestial. Okay. Who, who was okay. the apex predator that they put on Earth? The the Deviants. That, oh, was, okay. that was their okay. first plan. Gotcha. So, so then you... So then you bring... They say that explicitly. So, so then you bring the Eternals to take out the Deviants so they wouldn't destroy the humans so the humans could populate the Earth. And once the population gets, ah. got to a certain amount of, like, 10 billion people, that would be enough energy for the Celestial to break like, out. Wow. Egg McDonald's hand. hamburgers. Once, once there was enough humans, just like McDonald's, once they sold them cheeseburgers, so, they could it, shut down. So, so, so wait, so don't, you see my, don't you see my plot hole with this with Thanos? Right, because all of a sudden cannot, the humans are gone, right? Half of them are gone. Yeah, well, yeah, when you have half the universe gone, so that's half. So they're really, Thanos was a threat that they should have probably interjected themselves into taken out. But who is, wait, who is they? You may have said it. I missed it. The Eternals, because the Eternals were there. But who sent the the Eternals there? The Celestials. The Celestials. Okay. So they, okay. I'm I'm following you. So the Celestials said that the earth has a a baby Celestial in it. And that's why all this stuff. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. Right. They didn't. It's okay. Here's the big thing. A mama Celestial. And a daddy <laughs> celestial. Tell me about how celestials okay. make babies in a Ryan. special way. Mm. Okay, Arishim is the is the lead celestial who creates this, who creates the Eternals. The whole thing they're missing out is that most of the Eternals don't know that the Earth is a giant egg. The only Eternals that know are Ajak and Icarus. That's that's the whole that's the twist in the movie. Basically, is mm. that none of the Eternals know it. And Icarus knows, but Ajax is finally like, I don't want this planet to die. We're going to stop this emergence, this celestial from breaking its breaking us open. We're going to save this planet. And Icarus is like, Nah, bitch, we ain't going to disobey orders. He so kills Ajax, and then he becomes the villain. Oh wait, yeah, so, oh, so okay. Ajax wants to get an abortion. Okay. To Alex's yeah. point earlier, she wants she to wants abort to- the celestial. Wait, and who is, is uh, Angelina no. Jolie? Who's Angelina Jolie? She's Thena. Oh, okay, okay. Athena. No one's mentioned her yet. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. She only has like four lines in the whole movie. I think. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> All right. So, so, so the Eternals are breaking up because some of them say, "Oh, we want to save the Earth by ki- by preventing the Celestial from being born." Let's say some call it an abortion. Uh, and then some of the Eternals are like, no, 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 this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to make sure that the Celestial is born, right? Right. Okay. And so that's the twist. That's the twist at like the the hour and 15 minute mark, whatever. Like you're, it's, it's at over the halfway point of the movie is when you find this out, right? And so you went, I went from, okay, we've got, all this exposition and all these flashbacks to, okay, now we've done a complete 180, right? And uh, for a movie that's all about diversity, right, uh, who's going to be your bad guy? 
the white guy. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, All it right. is. It is though. That's that's. It's, it's true though. It's true though. <laughs> like like so so. An the Icarus... not even about diversity. It just has a diverse <sighs> cast. No, it. They've made. They've talked about in the diversity for this movie for such a long time. It's not, the movie's about diversity. It's a diverse cast, and the movie's about diversity. It's but there's both. another white guy on the team. Why yep. is he evil too? But your Superman, your Who Superman was the other character white guy on the team, Druid. Druid. Well, he was evil. He was taking over the. He was evil too. Yeah, yeah he was taking over people's minds. So, so the two, the two white guys on the team are evil. Like, so you you uh, you uh, establish that uh, you know Icarus. Who really like the whole movie? You think he's a good guy? All this kind of stuff, you know. He's your Superman. He's going to be your breakout star. No, he's the one that killed Ajax, right? He he just flatly murdered Ajax, right? And is willing to murder anybody else on the team if they're if they're going to ev- uh, prevent uh, the Celestial from from hatching, right? Uh, so it's that just was like bleh, it left a bad taste in my mouth, right? Like that. There, there, had, there could have eas- there, there had to have been a, a more interesting way of telling that, like setting up that dynamic of should we, shouldn't like, we, instead of like just making Asian Superman. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Like, it, it, but you, you, like, there's a way. So it, it, we say, oh well, it's you know, Alex, you said it's interesting that they can have this. Well, well, who's right? Should we do this? Should we do that? Well, well, a- uh, Icarus is definitely wrong because he murdered Ajax. So you lost that whole which you know which is right which you know which, no you moral lost dilemma that because because he overstepped the line <clears throat> you lost the moral dilemma you lost the plot because he murdered Ajax well, right also, he has I, to be the villain he has I'm to be the villain to, I'm talking about watching the moral greatness of our characters obviously as we're all living on Earth none of us are in favor of the giant egg exploding and us all dying because of a fucking no but you're right but you can see you can see their their struggle right but but if 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 you if you could have gotten to the same struggle and made it more interesting by having icarus like uh, walk the line instead of murdering ajak and now he's dead now he has to die right see i i still was, was sympathetic to icarus even after i still I still saw the struggle where he was coming from and why he was doing what he did, even if I didn't agree with it. So I still saw it. So that was a that was a big ugh, that that just just I, we went from boring to insulting for me in the film. Like it went from boring to insulting, and then now um, you've got Kingo who just walks out. He just says, "You know what? I'm done. I'm uh, I'm heading back to Bollywood. Uh, you guys sort this stuff out." So Fuck this, this ca- shit, right? So this character, like the you, I know, you know, we we're trying to tell a different story, okay? But the hierarchy, the 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 arc for his character is he's he's fun loving. He doesn't want to take stuff too serious. He doesn't want everybody to fight. He doesn't want. At the end, he has to show up. At the end, he has to show up in the movie and take a side. That's the whole point of this. Is he, he, in the story, his character arc is he has to make a decision, and he doesn't. He leaves and lets them sort it out, and he won't fight. He just walks away from the whole thing, and so he's not. He's not in the. It, he shows up in, in one of the epilogues of the movie. He just walks away <laughs> after yeah, all of I, that. 
here, I'll 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 put I'll give Brian a plot hole to munch on and, and shit on about. Yeah, and also <laughs> Camille Nanjiani's character, he's like the one most connected to Earth and pop culture, and yet he's the only one who's like, I can't fight in this. I'm just gonna let the world die if it dies. Wow. But he's like yeah. the one that's most succeeded <laughs> based off of. <laughs> He's got, the, yeah, foreseeable, he's got the most to lose of anybody, right? Because yeah. he's the celebrity, yeah. so, right? So let me ask you this real quick. So the, I mean, just from a, not um, not thinking about the movie standpoint, you know, from what you guys said about, yeah, there is a celestial inside the earth and all, I, is Marvel going down a wrong path here, seemingly, well, with these cosmic storylines? Uh, it's similar to maybe not, you know, it's too dissimilar from uh, comic books where people sit around and talk all the time instead of fighting super villains. It feels like this, you know, there we have Eternals that are these uh, cosmic people as opposed to humans. You know, you know what I mean? It, we're missing. It feels like we're just kind of missing the the Spider Man where there's an origin story and someone learns their powers and maybe we don't want to see another origin story so much, but it, there's nothing for me as a normal human to connect to these characters. It almost seems like, right. and, and, and if there's a celestial inside of the earth, I'm like, well, this is kind of stupid. I, I can believe Dr. Doom wanting to take over the world, but having a celestial in the, the middle earth of the is earth, an egg. that yeah. sounds crazy. And, and that's why they've kind of added Kingo's Alfred is to give you like the human perspective, you know, of all this. But <clears throat> at the same time, it's like, they're all aliens. Like we're just, we're just pawns in all this. Like, uh, where's the, from that standpoint, it's like, yeah, Earth is going to blow up, but you didn't establish any human characters in this movie at all. So it's like, you there's know, no like, connection, uh, right? There's no connection there. But also, Brad and Alex, you didn't read the Neil Gaiman uh, Eternals storyline, right? I have no connection to this franchise. All right. So the most interesting part of that Eternals miniseries was yes earth was an egg and there was a celestial inside right right but the most in- the most interesting part about it was that's why there were so many superheroes on earth is because the earth was the inner the celestial energy at the core of the earth and that was why we there were so many superheroes that that, that came out of earth almost like you know uh, like radiation, right, like right. the radiation off the celestial is what made all of these superheroes and well, gave them all made of their the powers. Mutants, right? right, that's at least interesting, yeah. and that ties it back to the Marvel. That makes it important for the MCU. I, all they needed to do was make two sentences in the movie. <laughs> that was the most interesting well, concept out of that whole thing, and they're like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, yeah, nah, we don't need to mention well, that." Let me ask you because we. We talked a little bit about the diversity stuff. Some of the other things that this movie is known for is Marvel's first sex scene. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that sex scene. This sounds hot. Was it, it Cersei? Worried. It looks very boring. Uh, what they were? You could tell they were topless, and her shoulders were sliding up and down. Wow! So pretty hot. You, you you knew what his pacing was, and that at least their <laughs> at least their chests were touching. Okay, all right. So close. He was trying to last as long as possible. Mm, yeah, don't uh, we all? Uh, <laughs> and it was uh, Marvel's first uh, explicitly uh, gay couple. Is that? Right. I, I, yes, and I will say, I will say, 
Fastos was a really great character, and this part of the movie did make me tear up. I teared up. What? I teared up. What? What? Because for the first time in the movie, it was at this point. First off, the movie really picks up pacing here, but also, I think this is the first time I felt like one of the characters felt human, and I felt attached to them because he had a kid, he had a husband. Okay. Here's the thing. That got me. Fastos got uh, he got involved right and so he had a more satisfying story arc where yeah, Kingo, that's true you're you're right with that that's kingo true. didn't kingo the, the that just it just highlights the shit that would and I'll, I'll make another point about kingo in a minute like that whole thing with kingo but yeah yeah fastos was fine like I, I was fine with that whole story arc it made the most sense he's the one that had the most attachment to earth because he uh, found a partner they had a child Right, he had and like so. Aside from Kingo, like he had as much, he had the most to lose, more to lose than Kingo did. It, right, it so almost, it almost it, it's weird looking back because it's like there could have been a really great moment for these characters to really. I don't know. We could have. I feel like the movie been better off showing each of them having a life, and they tried to yeah. at least. But I feel like with Fastos, <clears throat> they they hit it right in the head because immediately if you have a kid or a partner. It's really intriguing to watch. You have and some, for some stakes reason, there. Yeah, but for some reason, even with Cersei and Black Knight or Dane Whitman, they don't even have as much chemistry as Fastos and his husband had. Like, well, I true. felt the love between them, but with Cersei and Dane, I was like, I don't feel anything. So I was like, it's really <clears throat> interesting what characters worked with their dialogue and scene, and with where it seemed like there were other characters that were more neglected in the script, even though Cersei's the fucking lead. But it's it is what it is. But Let you know, I, I honestly think that <laughs> seven thousand years is a long time for. I mean, anybody. I feel like I've been on this earth fifty years, and I don't want to be around people anymore. I can imagine like <laughs> seven thousand years. I'm with you, brother. you don't want to. You don't want to deal. I mean, why would you have a family? Because. You're going to go through it. They're they're all going to die. You're going to. This live is here. your father speaking, Alex. <laughs> no, no, no. But listen, no, listen to hear my me point. out. Hear me out. This is my point. You're not listening to my point. Is is you're going to have a family at some point in time. That's going to die, and then you're going to have another one, then another one, and then it's like after a while, Roll you're going to be like, well, no. I mean, you're going to be miserable because all you do is you're around these people who are constantly going to die. So. You're going to separate yourself from humanity. I mean, right. that to me makes a little bit more sense that after 7,000 years, yeah. you know, they could give your a heart's going to be hardened. Yeah. To, yeah, your heart's going to be hardened to the fact that you don't want to be around these people because they're, why make any type of connection with them? They're going to die. So uh, you're going to be like separated from them. You know, that's just, that, right. to me, that's just and, so which. Which is boring, makes a very boring movie because the parts that we're talking about are the more in, interesting parts. With Cersei, who has a relationship, or Phasma, who has a relationship. So that's more interesting. But if you got a bunch of people who are, you know, 10 people who are just, you know, separated from everybody because they don't want to deal with it, that's kind of boring. So that's why I think 7,000 years is a little bit too long for any type of interesting character a little bit too long for me while we're talking about characters that have no development whatsoever you can't leave out Thena right oh god yeah she's terrible who we find out Thena is the Athena from you know Greek mythology right she she was too 
Right, right, right. But but that's she's Athena. Don't call her Athena. She's Athena now. Mm, okay. Um, it's the 21st century. Ah. But the uh, uh, you you keep getting this. Okay, she's going to remember. She's going to remember. We're going to see the badass. We're going to see the badass. We're going to see the badass. Uh, we never saw the badass. No, they kept teasing it over and over and over again. So like Kingo, which is like his story arc is he has to get involved at the end, which he doesn't. Her story arc is she was the the uh, the god of war. She was like Ares, like she was she was the greatest warrior uh, on the on earth. We're gonna see that. We're, you know, you're gonna see it. You're no, you don't, you don't. So it's like there, there's these things in the beginning of the movie that it's like okay, well, a natural you know journey, the heroic journey says we're gonna see these things at the end, and you don't. And so it's just like what the fuck, like did, did, like what. Did you just run out of money? Did you just yeah, have too many plot lines and you couldn't you couldn't you didn't have time to wrap all this stuff up? I it, thought her story. I mean, because they it seems like they really kind of punched her up. Something big was going to happen with her, and nothing ever did. Huh. I mean, it was just like, okay, that was a waste of Angelina Jolie. I mean, it's basically she looked like she was just there for a check. I mean, right? She had barely had any lines. She barely did anything, and just look menacing every once in a while and and even when they smirked you, and you know when they killed gilgamesh it. like the, she she should have gone berserker rage when they killed gilgamesh yeah, right and, mean, and like well, they killed him because that's also like planting the seeds of you're gonna see this badass return nope no, nope not at all and nope. back to the kingo thing i was mentioning a minute ago because you didn't put kingo back in the battle at the end you had to have icarus make that change for no fucking reason. Like, what changed with Icarus? What changed his mind? I mean, the fact that he was staring at, Cer- uh, uh, at uh, Cersei for thirty seconds. Like, he he just abandons the plan at the very end for no, no. reason. Nobody talks no, him they, out of it. They, they explain that 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 it was the celestial because they they tell you that because he didn't have one of the bands on. So how does he even become part of the Unimind? Well, it tells you that the celestial that was in the Earth help them unite and form the Unimind to then stop. Icarus basically had no control, and the Celestial basically told him, no, follow your team, follow, this is your purpose. And that's why. He just learned... The, the Celestial said, the kill thing. me? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <Wow>. Suicidal Celestial. <laughs> okay. So, alright, so, so the, but if you had Kingo there, then that's, that's, at the very end, that tips the power, that shifts the power back, he gets a satisfying story. You fix the plot with uh, the the plot hole with Athena. The Athena gets some sort of satisfying ending, right? Infinitely better movie because you've got stories that played out. You you invested in a character that was boring to begin with, but you got to see them rise to the occasion. So you had a boring character that didn't have a heroic journey either. So like that's like that's just that's a lot of my problems with, with the film. Uh, let's uh, we talked a lot of uh, highs and lows here. Let's talk a little bit of the. Well, sp- well. there's one last low, right? <laughs> so I'm taking this. I'm Jeez. taking. I'm taking my kids to see this film, right? Yeah. And so this is the first film, yeah. the first Marvel movie that has a sex scene, mm-hmm. right? It was understated, right? But it's still a sex scene, right? It's like, okay. what are they doing, laying on top of each other? Why is he? Why is she sliding around on the ground? You know, so you had the first sex scene. You also had the first on-screen suicide. What? Wow. Well, Icarus kills himself at the end. 
how does by he flying kill directly into the sun. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it, the most hacky way he could kill himself. <laughs> he flew too close to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this real quick, and it, but I do because I want to get into the uh, the in credit stuff. I, so. And this is, again, kind of with the, the Earth with the celestial in it and all that stuff. And with Thor, they talked about the uh, the Norse gods as their aliens and all that kind of stuff. And people thought they were gods way back when or whatever type thing. Uh, now you're telling me that there's Athena and Icarus. Are these the Greek gods? Are they, you know what I mean? How does this tie in with... <clears throat> with old-timey stories. religion, and we know we're going to have Hercules. I They're think. who the story's based off of. Sprite <laughs> makes all these stories about Thena and Icarus. She makes them all up. Okay, okay. So they're, so they're not, they never were gods. They were no. just celestials that people, okay, I just wanted to kind of But yeah, the whole, they even referenced the Icarus flying too close to the sun, and they're like, oh, Sprite did that to fuck around with Icarus. But then uh, at the end, when he's like, he hey, did. I gotta he kill like, myself. I guess I'll oh, do wait, it. Sprite gave me a good idea a few thousand years ago. Let me just fly directly into the sun. God, I okay. Don't, I don't think he, I don't think he's dead. I mean, he flew into the sun, yeah, but I I didn't see a body melt. Yeah, well, so his, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, man, it sounds scene, like his superpowers are generated the by scene, the sun's the yellow rays. The scene is the scene is to tell you he's killed himself. Now, if they decide to bring him back, okay. But the scene, his story arc is he he knew the plan. He killed Ajax. He tried to kill the rest of the team. He changed his mind. He killed himself. That's his story arc. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the uh, end credit scenes. So we have two end credit scenes, right? Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. so the first one we get a little we get a little glimpse of uh, perhaps the or I don't know if this was right, but the Black Knight. We've mentioned him a little bit before here, and the Black Knight who again. To me, seems like another boring third or fourth tier character to introduce. Um, what what purpose is this? Having the he's kind guy? of the Indiana Jones of the Marvel universe. So his family has uh, he's he can he can draw his lineage back to Camelot and the Knights of the Round Table, and so okay. somebody in his fa- and so they even mention like when they're on the pl- on the on the ship they're like. Hey, is that the is that the ebony blade? No, that's just Excalibur. Like, oh, not this piece of shit. Like, it's just Excalibur. No, that's not the ebony blade. So they reference the ebony blade, and that's what uh, Dane Whitman has is the ebony blade. Like, uh, and it's it's passed down. That's his lineage. Well, like I they're looking to, to to beef up the Avengers team. Black Knight was is a long time yeah, Avenger. Yeah. And his connection was with Cersei in the comic book. So this is a way they're kind of filling in some more Avengers that we've lost over the years. So I guess so. But is it is it a good choice? I don't know. Also in this, uh, we also have a kind of a voice cameo of another franchise, perhaps, right? Correct. It's weird that um, uh, people were like, who was that voice? Who was that voice? I was like, it's Blade. The minute I heard it, I knew it was Blade. Wow. So how is that? I had no idea. Yeah, so, it's and I don't understand why it is Blade. Yeah, uh, that's what I, mean, I was going to say. Why well, is that? That seems like an odd choice, right? Or no? But you could tell his voice. I mean, because he was. I mean, he's been in a ton of stuff. But yeah, it's Blade. Um, um, is is who? Are you sure you're ready for that, Mr. Whitman? Like y'all ready know, for this? Y'all ready? <laughs> <laughs> 
so anyway, so that happened, but not much there. The other one that seemed like it may have been a little bit more important of a end credit scene uh, introduce us to uh, Thanos's extended family, and yet another Avenger who I couldn't stand in the I, uh, late eighties and nineties. Yeah, I like Star Fox. Oh, Foxy Star Fox. Let, let, let me tell you a, a tell little, us a little bit about Star it. Fox. Okay, yeah. Star Fox, when he was introduced in the 80s, he he was basically Thanos' brother. He was introduced in an Iron Man comic. Um, he came to Earth looking for adventure, and he was always good with the ladies. Well, mm-hmm. what he didn't tell in the comic book up until he was an Avenger for like six or seven issues. <laughs> You found out that he he could manipulate people using his pheromones, so he could make people fall in love. He could make yeah. people lo- fall in love with mm. him. So he did this throughout the '80s in in the in the Avengers. Well, by the time Weird. 2000 came along, it. Everybody kind of said, "Well, that's fucking creepy as shit." You know, really, really he, basically, he basically he basically was raping. He was basically... He was roofing people, people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Usually in the 90s, so, Bill Cosby was attached to make a Star Fox movie. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, basically, so they did a storyline where, you know, there was an issue in Avengers where She-Hulk comes out of his shower, and, they, and it was the 80s, so they didn't really say they had sex. You know, she was like, thanks for the use of your shower, but then they, they kind of retconned it in a She-Hulk story where... They did have sex in that issue, and she finds out. Wait a minute! He just manipulated me. He he basically roofied me, and uh, he went on trial for that. And so they kind of made Star Fox a bad guy lately wow. in the past okay, few years that. because of that. So I don't know if they're <clears throat> trying to retcon him back as a good guy or if they're going to make him kind of a bad guy again, like a anti you know, anti-hero again. So. But he, well, they his totally, powers are fucking creepy. They are. I mean, he. Yeah, I don't see how you. Was, unless they man. completely change his power set, I don't see how you make that. Especially since you've already got Pip, who can create illusions, right? So, so if Pip can create illusions, like Sprite, uh, Sprite. Sprite I'm sorry. But wait, she's human by the end. So. Yeah, right, right, right. But it, are they going to say, well, he can create illusions too? So now it's like Loki and Sprite and him? Or are they going to say, no, heroes can't create illusions? No, I'm saying, yeah, like, they may no, change but, it. but there's different ways to to influence right. people, right? Uh, illusions or no. his pheromones. Like yeah. so, uh, they so. All right, so we get we get to start. Do they who do they do they call him Eros? Is he Star Fox? Yeah. Who is he? They call him both Eros and Star. Fox, oh, okay, nice. So. And Pip, you mentioned Pip. So Patton Oswalt uh, as a CGI character, is that correct? Yeah, a very yeah. badly CGI. A bad guy. CGI character. Yeah. yeah. Did he look like a, a, a whatever? Not a, a pan or something? Do I remember that? Yeah, he a looked troll? like a okay. pan. Okay, so he had horse or goat legs and a human body, some something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was really piss poor. Uh, animation yeah I, I, it was it was not good it was a little rushed so so what does that do for us i mean again it feels like everything that you've guys told me it feels like everything's so kind of disconnected that you have you know the the earth as an egg story main storyline and then the end credit scene is like oh here's thanos's brother 
and this weird senator type or whatever creature. And then you have the other one with here's the Black Knight with a sword and blade. It, it feels like it's so disconnected. Well, the, but but also you've got three of the Eternals have been pulled into space by the Celestial okay. to basically stand trial for what they did. So for, it's like for trying to kill Baby Celestial. Or, or, but they did kill him. Oh, okay. Like, they so did. for I... killing Baby Celestial. All right. So like he pulls three of them out to space. I don't know why he didn't pick pull Kingo out. I guess well no Kingo did. Did, King out. did he? Yeah. No, he, he didn't. Yeah, they cut to him. They cut to his face. Okay. So he pulls them off Earth and like you know it like says you you know you kids. <laughs> so like so they're they're in space. Then you got the then you got Druig and uh, oh, the speedster. I forget her name. Uh, you know, and uh, Athena. Did, Athena went with them, right? Yeah. So you've got them in space, and then they've got Star Fox and and uh, Pip with them. And then you got the whole thing with Dane Whitman and Blade, and I don't know. It just it was very disjointed. It, it, yeah, it was. It was. You went from boring to questionable, like boring and, and questionable plot devices to uh, uh, it, the things that you set up in those plot in that plot that didn't pay off. And then everything was left just as a mess when it was all said and done. Like, it was just, I don't know. It I, was not great. I didn't like the inclusion of Black Knight. Only I, li- I like Black Knight. I've always liked the character. This guy did a fine job as Black Knight. But it, he Why had couldn't no, we see him in the costume? Well, not that. It's just the fact that he had no really plot device in this movie. There was really no, you could have taken him out and it had been the same thing. I mean, there was nothing yeah. he did. So... It, you know, it'd been more interesting if you would have saw him pick up that sword like halfway in the movie and do something with it. You know, instead of at the end, which was well, so it would be cool. I mean, you know, it, I mean, why is he getting that sword? What the fuck's he gonna do? Is his girlfriend got ripped and sent to fucking to a uh, outer space, <laughs> and he goes and picks up the sword like he's gonna go attack the? Uh, well, here, think about this, like. Um, one of one of uh, Black Knight's like costumes in the '90s was the well, I mean, and everybody had a leather jacket in the ni- leather, oh, yeah. leather jacket in the '90s. You damn but, right. <laughs> but you know, uh, like that would be kind of a cool callback is him with the helmet and the sword and just having a leather jacket, you know, like just having like normal co- like normal clothes or quasi normal clothes with the helmet and the and the sword. You know, uh, it'd be kind of a callback. You could almost do that '90s costume with him and have him do something. You know, just rescue people, whatever. So. Yeah, yeah, that would have been that would have been better than what they did. I mean, it was that scene with him getting that sword should have been somewhere in the movie, not at the very end to go attack a the celestial. Movie, that guys, the movie's called Eternals. It's not called Black Knight. It's just yeah, yeah. But Ooh, if you're going to but if you're going to introduce a character, you have them do something. I mean, don't. I'm much more interested in Black Knight than any of the Eternals. I am too, but then why? Why if they're going to introduce Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man? Why didn't they do anything with him for the rest of the movie? Ooh. It's a post-credit scene. Like, Alex, what about that's on it? It's just like setting it. shit up. What about Nick Fury up on that on the sword satellite when that Celestial shows up? Just cut in. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> like one one more? What's this mother? That's one tall mother. That would have been great. All right, well, let's wrap this up, guys. This is ridiculous. Uh, This sounds like... Let's wrap this shit up. You know what? My curiosity is peaked. 
Only, uh, but... Now, don't you wish you would have saw it with me? No, I, I, yeah, I yeah, used yeah. my life for better purposes during that two and a half hours, probably. But, uh, uh, it, Alex, we I think we heard from you. Did we hear... What ratings do we give these guys here? Do we know? Did um, we already go, I, do that? I didn't give it a rating. Uh, I, I give it a three out of five. Okay, three out of five. Brian? One. 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 All right. I have no intention of ever watching this movie wow. again under any circumstances. I'll probably see it again in theaters. <laughs> Good God. Pod <laughs> Man Ron. I like what say you? I'd say it again. I'd give it a four. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck? <laughs> I was the, you were shitting on it as much as Brian did. Oh, my God. Uh, well, not as good as Shang Chi, and I'm you liked it better than Shang Chi. You gave Shang Chi a five. I thought, I thought I was the one who liked the movie the most. What the shit? I'm saying his, I would watch it again. I mean, if I Podman Ron is such gonna, a man of mystery. But if I only watch it, if I'm one and done, that's a three. If I if I'm one and done, <laughs> what's a two I then? You to go. If a you're one is, and done, what's a two? A two is to t- say. It's up to you. I wouldn't say it, but it's up to you if you want to. And what's a one? A one is I would tell you not to go see it, and I wouldn't see it. See how that works? But I did see it. It's very confusing, Brian. So Keep confusing. So one, two, and so one, two, and three are all the same thing. Yeah. I no, saw, they're not. I would they're let totally you different. can decide whether you see it. Right. No help whatsoever one, from me. One, he would wrestle the keys out of your hand. <laughs> Gotcha. But two, two? And three. I, two? He he may block the door, but not completely. Right. Three? You're free to go. Yeah. Doors open. There it is. Doors asshole. Open. Yeah. You're Four? Awesome. Hey. I'm, you, I, I'll I'm open going the door with for you. you. I'll open the door for you. Right. And five, I'll go see it again. I'll go with you. Yeah. You got room? <laughs> I'm driving. Jeez. I'll buy you a cup of coffee. All right. Well, fun man, Ron, that makes no sense whatsoever. But uh, you did say that you liked it better than Shang Chi, and you na- and you gave Shang Chi a five. So I I trust in your no, own beautiful I didn't say mind. I liked it better than Shang Chi. I said I liked it better than Black Widow. Black Widow. You're right. I apologize. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I honor your your beautiful mind thing that you have going on there. And I gave Black Widow a three out of three. All right. Out of three. I mean, no, three out don't, of five. don't, don't. All right. So, what's coming up next? We got Hawkeye coming up. Ghost uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters versus Ghost Riders coming up. When is that coming up? You're Thanksgiving? Damn right. Next week. Oh, wow. Okay. Probably, probability, I will see that. No, uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, sexy 19th. Paul Rudd. Congratulations to our good uh, friend Paul Rudd for being sexiest man alive. Oh yeah, Paul Rudd, man, way to go, Paul! I thought it was Chris Evans. Once it was Chris no, that Evans. was last year. This last year, last they year. just announced it's uh, Paul Rudd. That's good for him. Yeah, keep at up the, with the news. At the young age of fifty-five, he is one sexiest man alive. Wow! See, there's still hope for you, Podman Ron. Oh God damn it! All right, so we got Ghostbusters, we got Hawkeye coming up, we've got Matrix coming up in a, a handful of. You know what I'm really excited for? What is a House of Gucci? Have you seen that trailer? I have not, but I love me some Adam Driver. God, you train wreck. No, 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 no. Alex, have you seen the the uh, trailer for House of Gucci? I have. It looks really good. There you go. 
Wow, I hope we just get a movie that you two can agree on. That's all. Apparently, I'm apparently, critics have said it's pretty meh. Those who have seen it at festivals. No, that's it's nice. a little style over substance, but I'll still see it. <laughs> I love me after watching this movie. Apparently, I do love me some good style over substance. That, that's all you. That's all you care about. That's all you need. That's all I care about. All right. Well, maybe next time we can uh, we can talk about other stuff that we've been watching. <laughs> I've been watching some good foreign TV shows. Uh, I'd love to love to talk about them. The harder they fall on. Oh, I tried. I made it like I made it like ten minutes. I, I uh, I've been watching Foundation. I, Isaac Asimov. That's what I was watching right before this. Uh, I fall asleep in every episode because every it's, episode. Dur- it's during my nap time from seven to eight o'clock. I take a nap, uh, but uh, my wife loves it, so we've been watching that. Another very slow, quiet. Uh, thing you know just like Dune. Yep. <laughs> so i'm like oh my god but it's cool um, i like uh, uh ronan the accuser in it yeah yeah i like that whole that whole dynamic about yeah. the dawn dusk and or yeah. dawn day and dusk yeah so, the re- regeneration is good the uh, but yeah we can talk about foundation yeah. and uh, i started uh because of uh, many saints in new york i've started going back through sopranos oh wow all right and we you know what we haven't talked about uh new season of curb your enthusiasm we have not talked about curb it's yeah, not, we'll talk about that. Not as there's a big there's a big problem. It's like I can't understand why the hell they didn't do this. Like, uh, uh, but we can talk about it. All right. Okay. Well, lots to catch up on next time, so we'll have to uh, we'll have to record more often, just like Podman Ron wants to do. But until next time, uh, save it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>